Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to episode number 40 of the Scottish History Podcast. Happy New Year and all that to everybody. Happy 2021. Um, first off, of course, I just have to say I'm sorry that uh, there's not been a, an episode for a little while. I was just taking a little break at the beginning of the year. I think I mentioned it in the last episode, but uh, I didn't plan on taking quite such a, a long break. But uh, I have got another podcast which I've just started as well with a bunch of friends of mine so um, I've just been uh, taking up time with that I've also got a brand new computer set up as well um, everything is really starting to come together for this year so I'm sorry if you've missed me uh, but uh, I'm back now so um, so this week we are going to be focusing on haggis uh, with Robbie Burns Day coming up in just a couple of days uh, I thought that that would be a good place to start so join me as you learn a little bit more about the haggis. So the Haggis Scoticus in Latin is about the size of a large house cat or a small dog and it lives predominantly in the mountains of the highlands of Scotland. It is very distinctive in that the legs on one side are shorter than the legs on the other side. This allows the creature to easily navigate the rocky terrain and through the heather. Other than that it has a mane of hair much like a lion and a very pointy snouty face. They are also notoriously difficult to catch due to their running round in circles, again due to their legs. There are two different types of haggis, where one breed has longer right legs and the other has longer left legs. The two species unfortunately are unable to interbreed, as the male will lose its balance when it tries to mount the female of the other species. Now I am of course talking complete and utter nonsense here. However, in 2003, a survey commissioned by Halls of Broxburn, a sort of commercial butcher shop, uh, found that one-third of uh, visitors to Scotland from the United States of America believed the story I've just told you. 
Now, in terms of the history of haggis, it is believed to not actually be Scottish in origin, but perhaps invented in either ancient Greece or in Rome. However, the first written recipe of haggis dates from 1430, and the recipe was written in Lancashire in northern eastern England. Other reports state that haggis may have made its way over to Scotland from Scandinavia. So what is haggis really? Uh, So haggis is a savoury dish containing sheep's pluck. The pluck includes the heart, the liver and the lungs of the sheep. The pluck is then mixed with minced onion, oatmeal, suet and spices of which include black pepper and mace. Salt and stock are also added to the mixture to form what we now know as haggis. These ingredients are all minced together and traditionally stuffed inside the sheep's stomach, therefore utilising everything of the sheep that we had left to hand. The traditional method would be to boil the haggis. Nowadays, the haggis is more likely to be found in a sausage casing rather than in a stomach. Now, how to cook haggis is a lot of people to this day, they do still indeed boil it the way in which it was done before. However, nowadays, uh, with modern cooking technologies, etc., is uh, depending on the type of haggis in which you buy, you can buy just little, um, little rounds of haggis, much like a black pudding. And these can just simply be fried in a frying pan. Um, you also can... Uh, like what I do, and I find this the easiest way, is to get one of these glass, um, not Tupperware, but uh, Pyrex dishes. You empty the haggis, uh, so open up the casing, empty the haggis into the casing, put the glass lid on, put it into the microwave, and just keep uh, beeping it until it's ready, uh, really. Uh, You obviously need to uh, turn it and mix it up and everything like that. But that's how most people nowadays uh, tend to cook their haggis. Now the prepared haggis is then eaten with mashed potatoes or tatties as we call them and mashed turnip or swede. These are what we call neeps. So haggis, neeps and tatties. Now I would say that the proper way to serve, and I'm using inverted commas here, but to me the proper way to serve haggis is with all three elements served separately on the plate. So you have a dollop of haggis, a dollop of mashed potato, and a dollop of turnip. And then what you do is with your fork, you take a forkful of, or a small forkful of haggis, and then take some uh, potato, and then take some turnip, and then mix them together that way. Uh, what a lot of other people will do is they'll sort of turn it and fold it all over into itself and, and do it that way, which is perfectly fine. However, the internet would lead us to believe, and I've seen a lot of images uh, of this very, very recently, especially with the lead up to the burn Supper uh, this coming week, is that it's served in a stack. So this is where you get some kind of, um, I, I don't know, some kind of uh, round 
kind of cake tin sort of thing and you put that on the plate and then you put a bit of haggis in and then you flatten it out and then you put some of the neeps in and then flatten that out and then put some of the potatoes in and flatten that out and when you lift it up you've got a three-tiered stack um, not a single person as far as I'm concerned who's ever served me haggis or even myself has ever done it in this way um, it is not the way which we would traditionally eat it because number one, that takes up way too much effort and number two, you're going to eat it anyway so what does it matter which way that it is presented. So we do not have it as a stack. You can do it if you want to but it's not the way in which it's traditionally eaten. It's eaten just on the plate with three dollops uh, basically each. Now, you won't only find haggis served in this particular way, however. You will nowadays find alternative ways to eat haggis. The most popular other versions include haggis nachos, haggis pakora, haggis scotch eggs, so that's using uh, haggis instead of uh, the sausage meat round the hard-boiled egg, haggis lasagna, one of my friends actually makes a haggis lasagna. I've never actually had it though, but he makes a haggis lasagna and instead of lasagna sheets, uses potato scones, which is another kind of Scottish uh, sort of Irish thing. Uh, you get Irish potato cakes um, that are slightly more buttery. There's, they kind of seem to have this kind of uh, almost sweet taste to them. Uh, but our potato scones uh, that I'm used to are just uh, sort of flat, no real kind of sweet, buttery, salty kind of buttery taste to them. Um, but regardless, uh, yes, so he uses them and it looks awesome, uh, but I've just never been able to actually have it yet. Um, so other than that, uh, we also would have haggis on burgers. It goes very, very well, surprisingly, with jalapenos um, and uh, things like that. Even just the, the sort of the cheap jarred, um, thingy ones uh, seems to be uh, very popular um, but yeah um, so apart from that we even have it in paninis or toasties as well um, it goes very well with brie uh, I must admit um, but there's even haggis flavoured crisps or chips uh, for those across the Atlantic and now I have even had haggis poutine um, for uh, for those from Canada, um, so uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was really really nice. Uh, so I think it was um, fries, uh, or as we would call them again, we would call those chips um, with haggis kind of crumbled over the top, and it was a uh, and with the cheese curds, but it was with the uh, sort of black pepper creamy whiskey sauce. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, if for any reason that you happen to be in Glasgow at any point, uh, I got that in Bar Block. Uh, which is awesome on Bath Street. It's one of my uh, favourite places to go whenever I'm through in Glasgow for anything to eat. But they also do uh, live music, uh, obviously, out with COVID times. But another popular way of having haggis, and this is the way in which I will be having it this coming Monday, uh, of course, the 25th of January. Now, the reason why I'll just say why I'm having it this particular way is my fiance Jen, does not like haggis, neeps and tatties. Uh, she does like haggis, but she likes sort of smaller proportions of haggis. So we will be having something called chicken balmoral, which is chicken, uh, a chicken breast, which is then stuffed with haggis and served with uh, a whiskey sauce. So that's the way in which I'm going to be having it, uh, probably with some roast potatoes and, uh, and other uh, vegetables. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, that's kind of been our... Uh, Burns night tradition uh, as such. 
So yeah, I've I've kind of been mentioning sauce. Uh, now a lot of what I say obviously can be just interpreted as my opinion. There is no, there's never a right way or a wrong way uh, as such. But um, I, I this sauce, uh, the whiskey sauce that I've been mentioning is, I mean, don't get me wrong, it is absolutely fantastic. But I never grew up uh, eating haggis with any kind of sauce maybe when i was younger i'd probably put some ketchup on it or something uh, on a breakfast roll with uh with square lawn beef sausage uh it goes uh fantastic with uh brown sauce um so you know so i have had it with sauce and the whiskey sauce again is excellent but when i have haggis neeps and tatties i like it um as i saw someone describe it dry um as such i think that you know if you're potatoes are creamy enough and your um uh, turnip you know turnip seems to hold quite a lot of water in it anyway so you know and so there's there's quite a lot sort of going on there haggis can be a little bit dry depending on how you've cooked it um but i never grew up eating haggis with a whiskey sauce or anything like that um so i'm i'm just gonna say that i think that the the whiskey sauce addition is fairly recent um certainly within the last maybe 20 years i think i think for some people it was kind of invented to make it slightly more palatable um so yeah uh but what i will say is any excuse to consume whiskey uh even in a sauce is a good excuse to me now haggis is not a seasonal dish i think some people kind of see see it as being a seasonal dish it is available all year round and you can have it at any time but it is most commonly eaten on the 25th of january and this is uh during a burns supper this is to celebrate the the birth and of course then the life of rabbi burns uh scotland's national bard you can listen back to my episode which i did just pr- uh, purely about rabbi burns uh, which was episode number 26 of the scottish history podcast in that episode i began the episode by reading the burns address to the haggis now this is an address which is read before the haggis so basically once the haggis has been brought out from the kitchen it's been placed on the table it's ready to be consumed but it needs to be cut and uh, and made up into the portions so before the the sort of the head of the party or the the, the person kind of leading the uh, the burn supper they will usually stand up and uh, and perform the address to the haggis so again that uh, address is right at the beginning of episode number 26 however uh, to finish this particular episode i'm going to first of all read the translation uh, of the um the address to the haggis uh, now the translation and then uh, the uh, subsequently after that you're going to hear the the true reading so i'm i'm also going to put the uh, the the real reading of the address to the haggis after it uh, and i got this from the website robertburns.org.uk so that's robertburns.org.uk um so just to give um a, a little 
uh, where where my source is, uh, basically, for that. So I'm going to read the translation to the address to the haggis, just in case uh, there'll be some people... There are some words in there, but being Rabbi Burns, he did a lot in Scots and things like that. So because of that reason, a few people might want to know what these, uh, what each line means. So I will read uh, the address to the haggis translation. And then you will hear the, uh, the the full address to the haggis as well. Um, so that's all I've really got for you uh, on this particular week. Again, it's, I'm very, very glad to be back, and uh, I've had so many supportive messages over the uh, uh, over the course since since uh, the last episode. Again, for those of you that were worried that I disappeared, I, I, again I do apologise, but I'm back now. We'll be back to having an episode a week from now. So, uh, so of course, just the usual before uh, before we finish up here. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, obviously the best thing to do is always head back to the beginning head back to episode one and work your way forward um but also you can find us on the facebook page so facebook.com forward slash scott history pod uh, on twitter is at scott history pod along uh, the same as instagram so that's at scott history pod uh you can just normally get me through the website as well so that's www.scotthistorypod.com um, and of course, as well, if uh, for any reason you wish to support the podcast in any way, you can do so via Patreon. So that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Scott History Pod. And uh, that's for between £1 and £3 per month. You can choose to support the podcast, uh, which helps with the running costs and uh, and other such things like that. So again, thank you very much to all of those uh, people who support me through the Patreon. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, and I appreciate everyone, um, uh, of course, um, everyone who listens. It's been, uh, what a year it's been, you know, we've uh, basically recently as well, you know, um, celebrated in a way, the one-year anniversary of the podcast. Uh, that was just back in January. Uh, sorry, back in December, pardon me. So, so yeah, uh, what a year it's been. Thank you very much for, uh, to everybody for bearing with me. Uh, so without further ado, here is the address to the Haggis translation. And then after that, the address to the Haggis. Have a wonderful, wonderful Burns night, everybody. And I'll speak to you again next week. Good luck to you and your honest plump face, great chieftain of the sausage race. Above them all you take your place, stomach, tripe or intestines. Well are you worthy of a grace as long as my arm. The groaning trencher there you fill, your buttocks are like a distant hill. Your pin would help to mend a mill in time of need, while through your pores the dews distill like amber bead. His knife see rustic labour wipe and cut you up with a ready slight, trenching your gushing entrails bright like any ditch. And then, oh what a glorious sight, warm, steaming, rich. Then spoon for spoon the stretch and strive, devil take the hindmost on they drive, till all their well-swollen bellies by and by are bent like drums. Then old head of the table, like most to burst, the grace hums. Is there that over his French ragout or oleo that would sicken a sou, or fricassee would make her vomit with perfect disgust, looks down with sneering, scornful view on such a dinner? 
Poor devil, see him over his trash, as feeble as a withered rush, his thin legs a good whiplash, his fist a nut, through bloody flood or field to dash, oh how unfit. But mark the rustic haggis fed, the trembling earth resounds his tread, clap in his ample fist a blade, he'll make it whistle, and legs and arms and heads will cut off like the heads of thistles. Your powers who make mankind your care and dish them out their bill of fare. Old Scotland wants no watery stuff that splashes in small wooden dishes. But if you wish her grateful player, give her, Scotland, a haggis. Fair fie, your honest sonsy face, great chieftain o' the puddin' race, aboon the man ye take your place, pinch tripe or therm, we'll are you worthy o' a grace as langs my earn. The groaning trencher there you fill, your hurdies like a distant hill, your pinwad help to mend a mill in time o' need, while throw your pores the dews distill like amber beet. His knife see rustic labour dicht and cut ye up wi' a ready slicht, trenching your gushing entrails bricht like tawny ditch. And then, oh, what a glorious sight, warm, reeking, rich. Then horn for horn they stretch and strive, they'll take them hindmost on they drive, till a' their wheel-swallowed kites belive are bent like drums, then old gidman maist like to rive, ben thank it hums. Is there that hour his French ragout or oleo that wad staw a sue, or fricassee wad mack her spew with perfect sconner? Looks down with sneering scornful view on sick a dinner. Poor devil, see him hour as trash, as feckless as a withered rash, his spindle shank a gid whip lash, his neva knit, throw bloody foul or field to dash, oh how unfit. But mark the rustic haggis fed, the trembling earth resounds his tread, clapping his wally neva bled, he'll mack it whistle, and legs and arms and heeds will sned like taps o' thristle. Ye powers that mack mankind your care and dish them out their billow fare, old Scotland wants nae stinking wear that jouts and luggies, but if you were a great for player, gear a haggis. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.